We are two women, both cancer thrivers, in the battle of and for our lives. Initially meeting because we were bald, we started sharing our stories and cheering on each other's journey. This is a safe space in hopes to help others in their own journey to learn and know they aren't alone in the experiences. Welcome to this episode. Today, Brooke and I decided that we want to talk about the side effects of cancer and even the treatments that we're going through and how there's changes in our body. And we want to talk about kind of what's normal, even though it seems abnormal, kind of our new norm (laughs) with these side Mm -hmm. effects, Uh, things that, you know, pertaining to going into menopause or as I call it, I'm kind of at the newborn stage with my colon. So, uh, Brooke, do you want to set us off with what's happening in your life with your side effects and how how is your new norm? So, I feel like that's kind of a, a loaded question probably for both of us because there's so much that we could talk about and we might have to possibly do two separate episodes for all of this. <laughs> but I went through two different types of chemo and the first set of chemo they consider to be like Red Devil. It lives up to its name 100%. It's a concoction of four different drugs that they give you throughout one day and you go back every three weeks. It causes you to lose your hair. It causes you to have side effects um, like weight loss, uh, diarrhea, blisters in your mouth, blisters on your face, blisters everywhere, you know, so there's all different types of side effects that, that come from this. And they give you a book. I'm sure you got it whenever we started the the chemo process that they give you a book of all the side effects that you could possibly have. And then remedies that you can kind of do at home or over-the-counter medicines to counteract these. So whenever I was starting, I thought the biggest side effect was going to be my hair loss. And I honestly thought, you know, am I shallow for being worried about this side effect or something like that? But honestly, it was never bothersome to me. I never worried about it. It was probably the least side effect that I was ever concerned with. Everything else that the chemo drugs brought on were, were hard to deal with. Fast forward to this chemo drug that I'm on, it's called Catsila. And Catsila is more of a compounding effect. So the things with the previous chemo treatment is it was instant. The second you had chemo, you had these side effects that would happen. This drug that I'm on is, it just gets worse every time I have a treatment. So right now I'm experiencing so much bone pain and joint pain that my body feels broken. Everything feels broken. If I walk, if I sit for too long or it may 20, 30 minutes and I try to walk, uh, my feet are peeling so bad. They're bleeding. I've lost my fingernails. The skin around my nails hurts so bad because it's all peeling off and bloody. So there's just all kinds of things that cause pain. I, I was in and I had asked the nurse and she mentioned you know, when we go see these doctors and we go do these things, Jesse, we, we kind of tell them our side effects and what's happening. And we hope that they can give us a remedy to help fix it, or at least make it easier. Um, I've been complaining of the bone pain and the joint pain and back pain and 
this and that for so long that they finally gave me a PET scan and they ruled out any cancer somewhere else other than the tumors that I have in my breasts because of the pain. But what the nurse told me at my last chemo treatment was that I have so much calcium in my blood that it's not in my bones. It's coming out of my bones into my blood. And when you have high calcium levels in your blood, then that creates a lot of more fatigue and bone pain. And that's probably what's making my body feel like it's broken because, but I'm getting that from the chemo nurse. I'm not getting it from the doctor team. Uh You know what I mean? It's interesting where we can get our information from. (laughs) Yes. So how do you feel with some of the side effects that, that you're experiencing from your, your most recent chemo? I know we both lost our hair and we, we had those types of situations. Right. It almost seems like the hair loss is the easy part, truly. Mm -hmm. And like my hair started out really long and I thought, there's no way I'm going to lose my hair. I have such thick hair. Oh no, that it came out in the clumps. And yet that was still the easy part. The side effect that I deal with on a daily basis is a side effect that came from radiation though. So when I was first in treatments and doing the chemo, I was doing radiation on top of it and they were radiating my entire pelvic area. Mm-hmm. And then I also had what's called brachy therapy, and that's where they put radiation. And I don't know if if they I don't know how this goes for men if there's a brachy therapy for men, but for women they put it inside your vagina, and they radiate a targeted area inside there. And so what happened was it fried everything. And I have bleeding ulcers still to this day in my colon that I'm not sure if it was from the pelvic radiation or the brachytherapy, but I have bloody ulcers that come. So it it almost, (laughs) it almost seems like I have a period coming out of my rectum, truly. And (laughs) and sometimes it's, I haven't figured out exactly what it is that I eat that sometimes it inflames it more. Mm -hmm. I know like if I do enemas, that sets it totally off in any, if it's any type of enema sets them off. And so then I'm bleeding for a couple days, but then also why I say I'm at the newborn stage, it's gotten better over time, but especially when I was closer to the radiation and, and, coming out every time I ate and even while I was eating I would get horrid diarrhea and so Mm -hmm. I was just kind of on this cycle that I would eat poop sleep eat poop sleep and it's gotten better but it's it's still triggered anytime I drink eat take my supplements I'm in the bathroom multiple times a day dealing with what's a, a classy way to say poop <laughs> yeah I don't think in I don't this, know there in is this realm but that's not... what we're here for is we're saying the nitty-gritty the dirty of it so um I don't think there's gonna be classy ways I don't know to that talk there about really that <laughs> you know, and then while you're on chemo I I was dealing with throwing up and I was just constantly nauseous there was nothing that t- touched it I think I had five different 
nausea, anti-nausea. I was constantly on this every hour, every two hour cycle doing the ones that was on the skin. I think when I did what's called the Texas cocktail of a chemo, it was the bone pain and it was causing muscle spasms and then pulling against the bone. And Mm -hmm. there was no amount of pain medication that worked that I actually found that THC was the only thing that helped touch it and it helped me sleep. And then there was nothing that helped when I was taking, when they'd give us the steroids, mm-hmm. like two days, three days after chemo and during the treatments, there's no sleep that's happening. Like, even though you're exhausted, you feel awful. Uh, I just could not sleep. I'd made, I tried taking melatonin and I would top it with, uh, oh, what's the allergy medicine? That- Benadryl. Benadryl. I would get maybe two hours of sleep, maybe three. And then I was up for hours. And so then I would just go out in the living room and read and try to keep my mind at least semi-focused. I remember you showing me a picture and the blisters across your face. The mouth Mm -hmm. sores are no joke. I had it where it burned my throat. So it felt like I had a constant sore throat. And that Mm -hmm. lasted, I want to say four straight months. It just had the coating in my throat that it was just raw nerves. And so eating and drinking was incredibly painful. I couldn't sing for months. And it wasn't even like having like the sexy laryngitis <laughs> singing <laughs> voice. It was just I it messed with my vocal cords that talking hurt. But I love to sing. I'm not saying I'm a good singer by any aspect. I just love to sing. And it just, I couldn't do it. And I I almost felt like a piece of that joy was gone. Mm -hmm. But I still deal with the bathroom issues, but also the skin in my vagina, it's gone. Like to even get, they have to check me periodically Mm -hmm. and I just bleed with it. So I, we can't, like my husband and I bless this good man's soul. We can't have intercourse. It is beyond painful to even go there Mm -hmm. and so I think oh go ahead well I was gonna say uh, on that I mean you bring up a valid side effect that I don't feel like many people talk about Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's really important to talk about it maybe however much you feel comfortable talking about that because I don't think it matters necessarily what chemo drug you're on or what cancer that you're dealing with that's a very big side effect for a lot of women Mm -hmm. and what they don't realize is that whenever I went into the cancer center they said to me a lot of women end up divorced or their husbands leave them because they can't handle what they're going through and you say you know bless this good man's soul like he's your husband he's your soulmate he's the father of your children and he's standing beside you And he is going to support you. And I think that's huge. You know, a lot of men leave. A lot of men can't handle it. And I know we've talked about this before. You're like, you know, he has needs. My husband has needs. You know, but the fact that they're willing to set their needs aside and be present for us is like a godsend. Because I don't know a lot of men that could deal with those side effects and still be there to support us Mm -hmm. you know and some of these they're 
they're not going away. I'll, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Some of these side effects, there's our physical side effects, but there's the side effects that it stems out into our relationships and our families and how that it changes the complete dynamic of it. And I used to be the first one up at the house. I had everything ready and prepped to go. And now I'm I'm the last one up. I got the kids waking me up being like, Mom, we got to go. <laughs> it, it shifts. Everything right. shifts and changes. And I think we definitely should go into having how intimacy has changed. But on an episode, I think that could be a whole different yeah. episode in itself. But knowing that these are normal changes, I mean, even... The libido, if you want to put it that way, the desire, the recognition, I don't have it anymore, Brooke. I don't either. Like, And so it's, it's very much a, I need to make, I want to make a conscious effort to have this type of connection in my marriage and with my partner because I don't want to allow these side effects to ruin what we have worked so hard to get this right place that we've worked so hard to get to so even though there's these side effects are no joke at all and I think it's easy for the nurses or the doctors to give us the book and be like okay hey, you're gonna have side effects or when we sign the mm -hmm. waiver saying there's going to be side effects like that's the easy part but truly going we signed it. a waiver Oh, I had to sign waivers. Yeah. You didn't have to I sign. I mean, I've signed, I've signed papers, but honestly, I don't think I knew what I was signing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I think I was just so wrapped up into all of these steps that just had to happen mm -hmm. that I don't feel like I gave any of it any thought, you know, like when we sat in doc's office in the very beginning, he said to me, he said, you know, um, have you had any children? And Jax is my stepson and I love him as mine. I've never actually given birth to any child. He said, you know, I don't want you to feel like you need to make that decision right now because getting chemo will lessen your chance or in fact, take it all away. Yes. If you're anything that's operating in full effect, if your ovaries are in full effect, it will kill those ovaries. Mm -hmm. So that's why he was like, well, I'm going to put you in menopause and then that way it will stop your ovaries from functioning and we'll hopefully be able to save them to maybe give you a 30 or 40% chance, right? Of having kids in the future. But what they didn't tell me is that he wanted me on menopause for the next 10 years. <sighs> so, you know, it's like they tell you, okay, we're going to do this, but then, and they have their reasons, which I understand to an extent. But all of those decisions that they're making for us or expect us to make quickly all have these really detrimental side effects. Mm -hmm. And while I've never been able to have kids on my own and we've seen a fertility doctor and those things, I feel like when I felt like it was in God's plan for me to not have kids, I felt like it was okay and easier for me to deal with mm -hmm. when I feel like it's the cancer or the doctors that are deciding for me that I'm never going to be able to have kids. That was a totally different emotional roller coaster. You know, it's like I had almost 
been okay with the fact that it's just not in God's plans for me to have kids of my own. Jax is allowing me to be a mom and I love him as if I gave birth to him. But when there's doctors telling you, we're going to do these treatments and we're going to take these things away from you, you don't have enough time to fully process everything. And I feel like that's kind of the side effects I'm having now is we talked briefly on the phone, you know, through text about the depression, the anxiety, the things that are triggering me. It's almost like I didn't deal with any of the side effects and I didn't deal with anything while I was going through it because I just felt so bad and I felt so sick Mm -hmm. that I didn't have time to process anything. It's all coming full circle now. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, and I also, my big thing was not one more appointment. Like I, I right. really would love to talk. I think a, a trauma therapist would would be the best thing I could have done uh, while I was doing this. But when you're in treatments and you're in there five days in a row, three days in a row, every other week, and then you have people all up in your space continually, I just could not fathom one more approach. Right. And so it's almost like I shelved so much of these emotions, so much of these feelings. And it was, all right, just put my head down. Let's get through this. I'll deal with it later. I actually went on this amazing program this last week through what's called First Descents. And a lot of that shelving hit me this week. And it was a very healing process. And uh, that's another episode in itself, too. But these are very natural, normal emotions and to go through as we have side effects that it's like Mm -hmm. you think having cancer isn't bad enough (laughs) that now I can't eat I can't chew because it hurts or my mouth is ripped apart or I have these sores and I never had the full the full open sores like the way that you did but I had continual uh, canker sores Mm-hmm. on the tongue and on on the sides and and then to not be able to swallow for months without it burning and hurting every time or when you're just constantly nauseous and can anybody help me will anybody help me right and yeah. it's like you said you had you know five different nausea medicines and you were cycling them within you know every couple hours and I know that they don't have answers for everything, Mm -hmm. but it's like you said, it's bad enough that we go through these. We have to go through cancer. We have to go through that. But then to add all these things on top of it, you know, I I mean the, the blisters on my face. So I, I honestly found that there was medications for it through posting on Facebook because um, I would reach out to the doctors and the nurse team for doctor, and they would say, oh, this isn't a normal side effect, or this isn't something that we normally see. And it's like, okay, it might not be the 95% of every side effect that you see with these drugs, but it is a side effect, right? And I've always been super sensitive to medications. Like I can't take pain pills. I can't take I I can't really take anything stronger than Tylenol Mm -hmm. because whatever the side effect is that comes along with it, I get it. Mm -hmm. If it's going to make you throw up, I'm there. If it's going to cause, you know, nine out of 10 things, it's me, 
you know, I've just never been one that can take medicine. So I never have. I've always just done Tylenol. If I have a headache or drink water, you know, that's just about as much as it's always been. And to, to know that they're like, oh, there's medications out there. And then I have to go argue with the nurse practitioner about why I need this medicine. It's like, it's bad enough that we have to deal with cancer. It's bad enough that you have to deal with blisters all over your face that you're continually draining and you don't want to leave the house and have anybody see you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I was trying to find turtlenecks to wear in summer and hats and face masks so mm-hmm. I could cover my skin and nobody would see me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they, I feel like they always try to give medications, but the medications isn't always the solution. You know, they might help, but we still have to deal with the emotional side effect that comes along with all of them. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I, I made a post once about, I wish there was a, a therapist on site that they could send into your room. They could talk to you. Like you said, we don't want to have to make another appointment. We don't want to have to go to another doctor, another person to help us. You know, it's like, if somebody was just on site to say like, is there anything that we could talk about in 20 minutes, you know, that we could try to work through. Mm-hmm. instead of the doctor saying, oh, well, I don't think you've really dealt with these things. Let me put you on an antidepressant. Mm-hmm. The antidepressants don't fix it for us. The issue's still there. Like I said, right. I'm like, I had shelved stuff and it hit me this week. And there was things that I thought I had figured out, but I apparently didn't because it was still, it really came hard on me this week when I allowed myself to finally stop and open up kind of even the walls that come up as a side effect too you know, I I became very distant from friends because I was so embarrassed by my side effects and it's so embarrassing when you're eating dinner and you have to get up three four times to go use the bathroom because it's it's a side effect to what we went through. And so I did. I noticed myself really distancing from people. And I I love eating dinner with friends and getting together. And I didn't do that for months and months and months because it, I was just incredibly traumatized by having to continually use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I was the same way. I think I lost like 20 pounds because I wasn't able to eat, but then I wasn't able to keep anything in. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the nausea, but I had the diarrhea and it was constant. I think I ate a box of Imodium mm-hmm. every day and that still didn't. I, and I mean, like you giggle and I say that like, like it's just like, a joke, in a, but it truly was what we yeah, went through and what you did. I mean, I was eating that many Imodium every day where like my husband was like, I don't think this is healthy for you. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just constant. I I mean, I couldn't drink Ensure. I couldn't drink anything that would help me keep weight on Mm -hmm. because it was instant. It was, I needed diapers to be able to go out in public. Otherwise I needed to make sure there was a bathroom. Oh, trying to go. I love walking, but to go out on a walk, even now, 
that I'm a year and something out from it, it's still, I get a little anxiety from it because I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm going to, if I eat, I'm going to need the bathroom and, mm -hmm. and it, it really disrupts your daily life. But I think a big thing is, especially like when I was getting like the muscle pain that was pulling against the bones, I had a sweet friend, she sat there and rubbed for over an hour trying to help relieve pain and the pain just kept moving that that was the biggest act of love that I have seen and and yet it was still just didn't help I I think for any of us that are going through side effects as embarrassing as it is like I know you've even said like that you wet the bed due to a side effect mm -hmm. of a medication to know that you are in good company. I think that is the biggest thing is to know that we're not alone in this, even though I, I'm i not the one going to be out on the street corner saying, hey, I have diarrhea. Yeah. But I think that's what's so beautiful about what we have started is to allow people to know this is a safe place, that these are very real side effects and that if you're going through these side effects, no matter what they are, you are in truly good company. Yes, because they are very normal. And it's normal, but even like to have your dignity and pride almost crushed. <laughs> I know. I made a post about peeing the bed, I think. My husband asked me, like, are you sure you want to put that out there? And I said, my vulnerability is going to allow somebody else to know that it's okay and that these things happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to keep it a secret because then I can't help others. Yes. I really, really want to help other people. Even if that's just guys call us up. I'm sure you feel the same way. We will talk to anybody anytime. Absolutely. Unless it's those crazy telemarketers, then I'm not going to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anybody about... Any way that we can support them, absolutely. I am with you on that because it it is very empowering to know that you're not alone. And I think also the way like specifically our chemo rooms are set up, we're in these, um, what's the right word, Brooke? Um, cubicle. Cubicle, thank you. I could see it. I just couldn't think of the word. Yeah. <laughs> we're in these cubicles. And so it is almost that they are isolating us. And so it's really hard to say, hey, neighbor, how you feeling? Or what's going on with you? You, we, I feel like I do connect to the nurses because they're the ones who come into our cubicles and mm -hmm. talk to us. But for the most part, you're very isolated. And so on this journey, it is very easy to feel that we are isolated. And then also in this world, that this crazy world that we're in now, because we're constantly covered in masks. And so we don't know what's truly happening behind that mask right? with people. And I think we, you and I connected because we were, I feel you, I get you. Uh -huh. um, and so I think my takeaways are, and that I want to provide is a, know you're in good company, know that you aren't alone as lonely as it might feel. Find any, any, I think any cancer patient would let me into this warmth, into this love, because I get you. But also find what works for you. I went out of my comfort zone in 
And so did you in saying, somebody help me. Right. And don't be afraid to ask for that help. And so things that I had never taken THC or CBD before, and I allowed that help. I hadn't taken certain supplements before, but I allowed in those helps, like even the the menopause and letting allowing my body to go through that. And I think that's also my third takeaway is feel the feelings, allow yourself to go through mm-hmm. it and not fighting it per se. You know, we definitely want to say, find your comfort and anything that can help ease ease yourself with that comfort, but to feel it, go with it still and, and not fight against it. Brooke, do you, do you want to push back on that? Do you have more to add to that? I mean, I just, I agree with you wholeheartedly and just allowing yourself, like you said, to go through it in the moments that you're feeling those feelings. Don't shove them down like I did and then try to deal with them a year and a half later while you're still going through new side effects. You know, now it's all being just, like I said, a compounding effect. Mm-hmm. And find that therapist, find that person you can talk to, reach out because I have good uh, contacts for things that I didn't know about a year and a half ago. A sex therapist that can help you with the menopause side effects, that can help you with, you know, creating new things. And we can talk about that on a, on a separate podcast, but it's, it's, a, it's a, an avenue that I didn't know existed. So reach out, don't be embarrassed, ask those questions. Yes. I agree. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Brooke. Thank you for sharing your love and your knowledge as well. And we look forward to having you next time. Thank you for joining us. Our goal is to help uplift others. When you rate and review this podcast, it makes it easier for others searching to find us. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review and share with someone you think could benefit from these bald babes. Have the best day ever. Oh.